Randall Parker's Film Club, in association with Wallace Family Butchers. Why not try our special recipe sausages? You'll never guess what's in them. Film Club with me, Randall Parker. On today's podcast, I'll be reviewing a film from 1969 called Easy Rider, and from 1980, a film directed by Dave Lynch called The Elephant Man's. There'll be a Randall's Recommends, and I'll be answering a couple of your emails. As you may be able to hear, I'm not actually recording this in the back bedroom as per normal, I'm actually recording this in a World War II cruiser Mark IV tank. 14.75 tonnes, 6 metres long, with a QF pounder 40mm gun and a Vickers machine gun powered by a Nuffield Liberty V12 engine giving 340 horsepower. One of the few that actually survived the war and wasn't abandoned at Calais. Now you're probably wondering why I'm in a tank and it's not because mum's gone out on one of her trips and I've had to get out the house. No, it's because I'm on the run. Last week I mentioned the dowsy lad from next door, Jackson, you know, with two X's. Uh, he was putting up some bunting in the backyard. Turns out that long-time friend of the podcast, Mark Richards, has been released from HMP Manchester, where he was up there doing a 12-stretch for armed robbery and aggravated burglary. Now, he's been let out after serving nine years for good behaviour. Now, me and Mark ain't exactly got along in recent years, and he's not especially chuffed that I ratted him out for sending an email to the podcast a few weeks ago. Now, in addition to this, his sister Donna is shacked up with local flashes shaking Stephen, and he's taken exception to the fact that last week I gave you lot a full rundown of his exploits. I mean, it ain't exactly anything that hasn't been written in the Express and Star, and it's not my fault he likes to get his widget out on a regular basis. Anyway, Tuesday night, out comes Mark, and that lot next door start having a barbecue for him. I just happened to be in the back bedroom, right, when Mark catches sight of me and he throws an half-eaten burger up at the window. Right, then he made that sort of, like, throat-cutting gesture, you know, like, that one. Right, and then he shouts, I'm going to effing kill you, right. I would have thought, though, that Mum would have said something, because she was at the barbecue. In fact, at the time, she was talking to Mark. So, I packs me bags, right, and I grabs me laptop, and I off-foot it out of there. So that's why I'm on the run. I'll just have to play it by ear and see how the land lies, you know, in the next couple of days. I mean, I've got my birthday podcast to do next week, and uh, local actor Doug Foster is waiting for an email back about the interview. Anyway, let's crack on. Emails. Right, our first email comes from Alice, and she's in Kettering, and it goes, Dear Andal, I was catching up on previous episodes of your podcast recently, and I was wondering how the head teacher of the local high school was doing. Best wishes, Alice Burns. Well, Alice, it's funny you should mention Mr Johnson, because the other day, right, I was passing the church and on their parish notice board, I saw that in a few weeks' time there's going to be a fundraiser for him. And they're going to try to raise a bit of cash to put some ramps in at his house and a few handrails. So it looks like he's slowly on the mend. So thanks for writing in, Alice. Right, on to the next email. It goes, Dear Randall, I recently began to listen to your podcast and you always mention your mum. But I have not heard you mention your father. Is there a reason for this? Stuart Hodge. Yeah, thanks for the email, Stuart. Yeah, there is a reason why I don't mention me dad. 
and that's because I've never had a dad. Well, obviously I've had a dad, but what I mean is I've never met him. It's not a problem, it's not a problem. Mum has been a mum and a dad to me, and she did a great job bringing me up, and no complaints there. About 20 years ago, I did ask her about my dad. You know, what was he like? Why was he never in the picture? That sort of thing. And she said to me, I did sort of know me dad, but he was complicated, and I saw my dad on most days. So I had to think about this, and I convinced myself my dad was Bob off the local news. To be fair to him, Bob, he was very understanding, and after a long chat, he decided not to call the police, just as long as they didn't wait for him anymore outside the studios. I hope that's answered your question, Stuart. You can get a bit claustrophobic in this tank if you're staying here for too long. Did you know the Cruiser Mark IV tank, right, has the facility to make tea, but has no toilet? So I've sort of fashioned a potty out of a waste paper bin and abbed out of one of the offices here. Right, so onto our first review this week, and it's from 1969, and it's directed and stars Dennis Hopper. Right, and it's called Easy Rider. It also stars Peter Fonda, who is probably best known for playing Grandpa Stone in the Thomas the Tank Engine and then Magic Railroad. Now, I did enjoy this film, and it's about a couple of blokes who ride motorbikes across America to sell some drugs. And for some reason, everyone doesn't like them. I think it might be because they haven't had a wash in a while. Now, for a film about motorbikes, they don't do many stunts. They don't even pop a wheelie. It'd be a bit like watching Fast and Furious if they just drive to the shops and back. Now, they get arrested for something like that, probably stinking, right? And uh, when they're in prison, they meet Jack Nicholas, you know, the Joker off the Edward Scissorhands Batman. Now, he says, I like motorbikes. And can I come on holiday with you? And they go... Yeah, sure, when we're out of prison, we'll go on holiday. Right, so they go on holiday. And then one night, they're having a bit of a drink around a bonfire, and Jack Nicholas says, I'm bloody loving this holiday. And then they go to sleep. Anyway, all of a sudden, out of the bushes, two blokes come out and beat fuck out of our Jack and kill him. Old Pete and Dennis just pack up and fuck off, and I'm pretty sure they don't mention him ever again. Right, then they just ride about for a bit longer. Right, I don't want to spoil the end for you, as I think you'll probably enjoy the film. Uh, but it did seem to me like that at some point Pete looked at our Dennis and said, I've had enough of this motorbike, Lark. Let's just knock it on the head. And Dennis said, yeah, all right then. And then they end the film. Now, as I said, I did enjoy this film, but not as much as I thought I would. So that's why I've put it on a par with Anchorman 2. That was Easy Rider. Watch that if you like seeing a couple of dirty tramps riding up and down on a motorbike. I've just knocked over the waste paper bin and I'm going to have to watch where to put my feet now. You know, I've had to miss my second jab. I was supposed to go yesterday. In case you're wondering, I am hiding out in Edgebury Art Gallery and Museum. What I do is, right, I hide out in this tank most of the day, and then when everyone goes home, I get out, right, and the place is my own. They've got some great stuff here. They've got a bed, right, that Henry VIII used to sleep in. 
Tell you what, it's so comfy, right? The other day, I had a go in it, right, and I dropped off. And when I woke up, right, there was a load of kids staring at me and had slept in. So what I had to do, right, I had to lie there all day and pretend I was a dummy and I didn't move all day. Uh, in the back, they've got a couple of vases from China made in the 16th century. Correction, they had two. They've got one now. But as I see it, right, if there's less of them, they're more valuable, aren't they? Food, right, I'm having to forage, but luckily they've got a cafe here, so I've been raiding the kitchen and eating what I can find, which is basically hot dogs and baked beans. So the inside of this tank does smell a bit like a carrier bag full of warm stilton. So I've been here now for about five days and it's beginning to feel a bit like home. I bet Mum's missing me though, I do worry about her. She really shouldn't be left alone. A few years ago, right, I went to this Comic-Con in Stoke-on-Trent and it was one of those two-day things, so I stopped over. I went to Tom Baker, by the way, but... Anyway, she phoned up ITV to complain about Captain Birdseye. She said he was a pervert, right, taking them kids out on that boat into international waters where the law couldn't get hold of him. She said God knows what he gets up to. Anyway, ITV told Birdseye, Birdseye told their legal team, who got in touch with Mum, and she had to write a letter of apology. Mind you, I'm not saying anything, but they did change the actor not long after that. Oh, God help us if Toby Jones is on the telly. She'll go fucking mental. Randall Parker's Film Fact Toto the dog earned more money than the little fellas in The Wizard of Oz. Randall Parker's Film Fact Now, I think it's only fair that uh, this week's sponsor is Edgebury Art Gallery Museum, what with me dossing down here. Now, there is a school of thought that if this is Edgebury's museum, it should be full of dog shit and bad attitudes. But it's actually a lovely place. Now, as I've said, they've got a bed that Henry VIII slept in, and me, a World War II tank, and a 16th century vase from China. But they've also got a nice selection of paintings. They've got a Picasso here, and there is a lot of controversy about it. Some people say it's a genuine Picasso, and then there's this school of thought that says it's just a poster. As I said, uh, there's a lot of great stuff in here. Uh, they've got free Wi-Fi, which I'm finding very useful doing my podcasts. Opens daily from 9am to 5pm, and it's only a two-minute walk from the bus station, so pop along, but probably best not to mention the podcast. Great stuff. Randall recommends... Right, something a little different this time, and it's a film that's out now in the cinemas, and it's called Black Widow, and it's got Scarlett Johnson in it. Right, it is a little confusing at first, as she jumped off a cliff in Endgame, right, but now she's back. But this is sort of set in the past, but I'm not going to tell you too much about it, as I don't want to spoil it for you. But the main reason I'm recommending it is because... I went to see it last week and it's the first time I've been back in the cinema since lockdown. Oh, it was lovely. They've even had the asbestos in the roof sorted so you don't run the gauntlets of death every time you pop along. So I'm actually recommending get back down to your cinema. It's lovely catching up with some of the gang down there. I was chatting to Dan who works on the food counter. He's a nice bloke, he's Dan. Uh, But you wouldn't want to mess with him, he's a big lad. There's a story about him when he was about 21, right? Six blokes, 
followed him in the public toilets down at Queen's Park. Right, there'd been a spate of muggings and they were there wanting to mug Dan. Legend has it that after about a minute, only five of the blokes come legging it out of the toilet and Dan just strolls out calm as anything walking like John Wayne. And the sixth bloke is lying on the bog floor with his head caved in. Right, and from that day on, he insisted on being called Kung Fu Dan. But the truth is, right, the six blokes went in. One of them pulled the blade on Dan. Dan shat himself. The one with the knife slipped and smashed his skull on one of the urinals. The others ran out because of the smell. But the only truth of the story is Dan did walk out like John Wayne. But that's because his trousers were fit to bursting. No one really calls him Kung Fu Dan. They just call him Hong Kong Pooey. Well, not to his face. He's a big lad and he's got quite a temper on him when he's had a drink. I remember this time in the dog and partridge when he knocked that bloke out in the wheelchair. One punch. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. It's not fair punching a bloke in a wheelchair, but Dan was sat down at the time, so it was a level playing field. It was also good to see angry Julie in there. She's usually the one who takes a look at your ticket before you go in. A few years back, a fella tried to go in to watch Star Wars, dressed as Kylo Ren. She wouldn't let him in unless he'd take his mask off and take a really long hard look at himself. I think it's the first time I've ever seen a naughty Jedi cry. I'll tell you what, his kids were so embarrassed. So, on to our final review this week, and it's one from 1980, and it's directed by Dave Lynch, and it's called Elephant Mans. Right, it's basically about this bloke, right, and at the start of the film, his mum has it off with an elephant, right, and due to this, when he grows up, he's got a massive head. Right, he's working in a circus, right, and loads of people come along and look at his massive head. All these dirty, poor cockneys come along, right, and point at his massive head and say, Blimey, ain't he got a big head? Then some posh doctor comes along and thinks to himself, if I can nab the old elephant man, I could show him off to all my mates. Right? And he persuades elephant man to come along. Right? The doctor gets all of his posh mates to come along, point at the elephant man's massive head and say, my word, haven't you got a massive head? Right, I think that this film is a metaphor for the gentrification of London. Now, now, hear me out, right? Poor dirty cockneys enjoy something. Posh people see Cockneys enjoying it, they nick it, and then enjoy it for themselves. Anyway, I really enjoyed it, and I felt really sorry for the Elephant Man, as he couldn't sleep lying down. I could sympathise with that, as at one point last year, a spring came up through my mattress, and I had to sleep sitting up, otherwise it would have stuck right in my ring. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with Toy Story 2, as I cried about as much as I did when Jessie the Cowgirl got abandoned. That was Elephant Man. Watch that if you like seeing blokes with unfeasibly large heads being hit with a stick by Toby Jones's dad. Well, a bit of a different one today, isn't it? Um, I wonder if this is the first time a podcast has been done in a World War II tank with a man sat with a waste paper bin of his own effluence. Hopefully things will be back to normal next time, and join me for my special 50th birthday episode. 
As always, you can contact me on email, randallparker1971 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Ta-ra for a bit. Mm-hmm.